With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast. My name is Josh and I am joined by my co-host Alex. In episode 173, we are going to be talking about the New York Giants and minicamp that just started up um, a few days ago. And we have a very special interview with a very special guest uh, that you saw here, either in the um, title or description. That is the New York Giants superfan Sam Prince, who made the... uh, I guess the Giants fifth fifth round fifth pick in this year's NFL draft live to all Giants fans. Um, Let them know that Kayvon Thibodeau was going to the team and hyped everyone up with his, um, I guess, just amazing energy. Um, And obviously we talked to him about that in the interview and I'm sure we'll tease it about three more times before we actually go to it. So um, with that being said, Alex, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm excited. Uh, you know, off season's here, summer's here, nice calm time in Giants land, but still some, you know, a few things to talk about, some people to talk to as in our guest and, uh, you know, just excited to be here and excited to keep rolling through episode 173. It's crazy. I look Mm. at the number and it just keeps going up. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's not like it would go down, but anyway, uh, you know what I'm trying to say. I do, I do, and uh, I was just going to make a little comment that the summer is here, but school's still not ending, right? It feels like we're going on forever, so just just waiting for that to finally get to a close, and we can really, really start off our summers, I guess you can say. So let's hope for that, um, and let's hope for some more Giants news. You know, uh, right now, actually, we're not doing so bad. Like, we still have stuff to talk about, um, and let's just hope that continues. That's my hope here, going uh, further and further into the summer. Let's start out with the Giants minicamp day one. We have Wink Martindale and the defense. They won that day. And honestly, they've won it consistently throughout OTAs as well. And I think it was a question to Brian Dable about that. Is that a concern for the offense? And he's like, why would that be a concern for the offense? That just shows how good our defense is. That really doesn't show how bad our offense is. But I think it's a good thing to start, uh, you know, to know that your defense under a new defensive coordinator is really good, um, at least against their own team right to say to to say it that way it's kind of weird but um just something to note there daniel jones went 13 of 21 um pressured constantly we have tyrod taylor just basically showing how he's a better uh backup quarterback than we had these past uh this past season excuse me with mike glennon right as our backup if anyone remember the remembers those days uh with giants sent safety dane belton on blitzes twice in a row during 11 on 11 drills and he looked like he would have gotten a sack for both times brian dable said the plan that there's going to be a joint practice with the jets said he's uh has some good talks with robert sala brian dable said that rookie josh zudu 
um, has has good position flex, and they like that he can play both guard and tackle. John Feliciano uh, mentioned today how Wink Martindale has guys, quote, playing in positions that you don't expect them to play in, end quote, on defense. And he also mentioned Julian Love as a linebacker, which is pretty interesting. Um, Obviously, Julian Love being the safety for the New York Giants that in our 53-man roster predictions, you can check that out on YouTube and on the podcast, we said he would be making uh, the roster as a safety behind Xavier McKinney. But also cool to know that he can uh, play another position, uh, that one being linebacker. Another thing, um, Ellerson Smith rushing from the inside and dropping back into coverage. Another linebacker there. Alex? Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised about any of those things, to be honest. You know Wink's going to move people around and we're going to see different looks. Ellerson Smith's an interesting one because he's like a, I don't know what his you know current uh, state is, but he's a, I remember him being relatively skinny last season. Uh, so on the inside, I'm not sure how he'd fare, but uh, you know, we'll see what happens there. Maybe he bulked up a little bit over the offseason. And then moving to day two of Giants minicamp, uh, wide receiver Richie James has been emerging as a key standout star. Uh, he's been making some plays in minicamp. Uh, Brian Dable seems high on him too. He said he has good hands, knows what to do, and is dependable, and said QBs have been able to read his body language in his route running. Uh, Ricky Seals-Jones has been falling down the depth chart you know, once presumed to be the tight end one, he's now uh, running reps with the third team, uh, with the third string team. So that's something to keep in mind too. Could he be a casualty of the 53-man roster cuts? Joe Shane and the players hang out with our guest, Sam Prince. Uh, That was all over social media, so we'll talk to him about that as well. Uh, Really cool uh, that he was able to go for that experience. Broke the huddle out there too. Yeah, uh, overall, really, really cool experience there. Uh, Saquon Barkley, uh, on people who've been doubting him, when the tables turn, stay on that side. I feel like he could have chosen a cooler quote, I'm going to be honest, but, you know, still still pretty badass. I'm going to I'm going to accept it for now. And then obviously day three. Well, not obviously, if you don't know, but the Giants canceled their third day of minicamp for an organiz- organization wide function. And that, of course, means they're off for the summer. Nothing else till training camp. We got a, a nice, you know, a little over a month <laughs> break. Well, not us, but, you know, the, the players. We're and, never off. Yeah, we're never off. We're always here. We don't take a break like those lazy players. God. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, so that's it for minicamp. That's it for OTAs, et cetera. Some, and- Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, and now you know why I said in the beginning of this episode that I'm hoping we have the news continuing throughout the summer, because after you just heard that report, it's going to be very, it's, you know, going to be a lot of random things are going to be talked about. Yeah, but it'll it'll be fun. And another thing, Alex, I mean, I'll just keep alluding to stuff we've done Uh, in our interview with Justin Pennick last episode. We talked about the tight end position, uh, especially with the Giants in their depth chart and how it could look. Dan Bellinger being a guy we talked about the most and how he can maybe slot in to be tight end one. Um, so if you definitely want to go check out our thoughts and Justin's thoughts on that from Talking Giants, uh, go check out that episode. The interview's also uh, on YouTube as well. So that's something to definitely note on. And it was something we talked about with Ricky Seals-Jones getting signed this offseason but sliding down uh, the depth chart. Um, we talked about it, and now it's happening. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe we're doing some things right, I guess. Maybe. We'll have to see. Um, this from Zach Rosenblatt, he kept a, kept like a, a stats, I guess, from the, of what he saw from the mini camp. 
And he said Daniel Jones went 55 of 79 or 69% in minicamp 11 on 11s, which is obviously an above average number. So pretty good there. And also the Giants signed wide receiver Keelan Doss uh, played in nine career games, two starts with the Raiders. He had a very good couple days of minicamp and the player sacrificed, I guess you could say, or wave for him was linebacker TJ Brunson, uh, the former seventh round pick by the Judge Gettleman regime back in 2020. So that is, uh, you know, thank you, TJ Brunson. Don't think we really saw much of him, to be honest. Uh, Always was kind of like an odd pick at the time, too. And, uh, you know, good luck in the future, I guess. Struggled with injury as well, I know. Josh, you want to get into some O-line news, if you want to call it that? O-line speculation because not like they really know. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I just love when outside, not outside sources, but just when we get news from other uh, NFL league-wide stuff talking about the Giants, like when you, I don't know, CBS, NBC Sports, and in this case, PFF uh, loves, you know, not loves, but I love when they uh, make comments about the team that we support, and that's the New York Giants, right? So, they had an article ranking the top or just the, the all of the offensive lines uh, in the NFL. So they ranked the Giants 18th. Uh, the, they ranked them the 18th offensive line in the NFL. So that would be the top of their tier four, which is the quote, at least one good tackle tier. Um, and then they said in their explanation, um, that one good tackle being Andrew Thomas. But they did mention the promise of the, this recent draft pick, uh, pick number seven from this year. Uh, Evan Neal and they said that he could definitely develop to be to be someone of note right so like you said speculation Alex we know he's good at, he was good in college I think PFF did good here by putting the Giants in like the at least one good tackle because we don't know that um, Neal is going to be a good tackle in the NFL yet so I, I think the ranking's pretty fair yeah I'd agree I, I again I don't really look at that to be honest, that deeply PFF, I know, is one of the better ones in terms of ranking O-line. I don't know if they're going off of last year's stats, just speculation, etc. So I'm not going to, you know, look too deep into it. But I know there are fans who love that kind of stuff. So always uh, valuable information, I'd say. Uh, and then this is extremely valuable for a lot of fans. NFL Network announces that all three Giants preseason games will be covered live on the network. So Giants fans out of the area, not on local TV will be able to view the Giants preseason games uh, and, you know, watch us all suffer as we probably struggle in preseason as it feels like we have for the past couple seasons. <laughs> yeah, everyone can do their speculation on who's out on the field and who's making plays and how good they are. And that always that one or two, the, you know, those one or two guys that go absolutely nuts uh, in the preseason and we all get sad when they don't end up making the roster. So we can all, you know, nationally, have those feelings of hope towards those guys, right? Um, as the years have gone on, I've really, really noticed from the people who make significant plays in preseason to who actually makes the 53-man roster that it's really everything you see in training camp. Um, it's, it's who you see these coaches favoring and who's getting a ton of reps there. These preseason games don't really matter that much. And it sucks because it's like football's back and you know it's really getting you hyped because you're watching these games live. Uh, and, and it's football, but is it important football? Not really at all. And it, and it kind of sucks because like when I, I'm like watching every second of the preseason game, trying to take back in football after I missed it for months, it's like, yeah, this guy just went, had seven catches for 163 yards and a touchdown, but 
he won't make the roster at the end of the day. So it's, I don't know, it's kind of crazy stuff to me. It's like, why even have these games? They don't really matter. But that that's, I guess that's maybe a talking point for another day that we can use maybe in, in the off season as an episode title. So maybe some of this I'll hold on to there, but that's going to end it for our pieces of news um, heading into this interview. And uh, I will wait no longer. I'll send it to my co-host Alex and he'll, uh, he'll guide you, guide you there. I think it's silly that we're kind of sending it around. I just kind of realized that like, Oh, you're sending it to me to send it to the interview. Like we could just all just say, you know, it's going to the interview. I just and, realized and what's that funny is you're, you're not even, you're sending it to, I'm sending it to you to send it to me again when we introduce the interview again. Yeah, exactly. So it's, that's kind but of, it's it, so fun, but it's so much fun. So we're going to continue it. Uh, and now we're going to head to our interview with Sam Prince. Enjoy. We are back now with a very special guest, a New York Giants super fan and hype man. He is also the founder and host of Prince on the Pod. Sam Prince, how you doing today, man? I'm doing fantastic, Josh. Alex, thank you very much for having me on the show today. I mean, you've been everywhere, it feels like, from NFL Network to the Entertainer, you know, obviously. Talking Giants. Talking Giants. I mean, there's too many places to count, it feels like. You've been a busy man. How is that kind of all worked out for you kind of all happening at once it's crazy i would never have thought i would be all over this place like this going on a podcast show the show so i mean it's it was life-changing for me and you know i'm just putting everything in my calendar doing this thing this time and working it like that hey it's a good way to stay organized and planned especially at this age to get those skills down now because you know You'll need it later when you get into the workforce and stuff. So it's good to like be be busy now, right? Get those stuff yeah. organized. So I guess we could start out. We like kind of like moving up um, as we go along, starting from the beginning of your Giants fandom. So just get into it. I know for Alex, it was his father. For me, it was the same thing, just kind of going up. And when we were by the age of starting to understand what the heck a football was and what the sport of football was in the NFL. They just kind of got us ingrained to be Giants fans. So what is your Giants fans, a Giants fan origin story, really? So my grandpa has had season tickets to the New York Giants for over 50 years. I've been going to games with him for now going on 11 years. We've been going together. And coincidentally, like I started following football, becoming a fanatic in 2014. So I never got to see a, a Giants playoff win as a fanatic. But I remember watching the two Super Bowls, though. I was very happy when they won, but I wasn't this super fan until they started to go on a downfall. But hopefully they'll be back on the uphill climb now. Yeah, I mean, I – well, obviously we're both a year younger than you. Well, I'm probably I, – I don't know. Well, Josh and I are about like eight months apart too. So I kind of remember the 2011 Super Bowl and the fact that I remember watching it, but I didn't really understand the concepts as much. I mean, I was into it a lot, but I didn't like understand positions or anything like that. But uh, it was certainly a fun time. But ever since then, it's kind of been a downturn. Um, And I know Josh is kind of similar ish to me. And we've kind of only all of us have kind of only experienced as like true crazy fans, you know, not great results for the Giants, but hopefully that starts to change soon. And you've obviously met with some of the people who are hopefully hopefully going to make that happen. 
Joe Shane, Brian Dable. You know, we saw you at mini camp. How, how is that experience like? And how confident are you that those guys are going to be able to turn it around? It was awesome, Alex. Going to mini camp, the whole organization, it's a truly a world-class organization. You know, I'm confident that this team's going to be a better team than last year. But, you know, I, I want to see them play uh, some preseason games before I can make my official record prediction and make my predictions for the other players and stuff like that. No, that's a, that's definitely a good strategy. Um, you know, we always want to keep uh, an open mind to how things go. I know some people like to make their their decisions early on, right after the draft in May. Let's take it day by day, right? We still got training camp to get to, so uh, definitely something to think about. Um, okay, I have we have to do it because everyone's done it. Every single place you've been to, Kayvon Thibodeau, pick five. You're on the stage, you're with Roger Goodell, and there's the moment of just absolute energy boiled up inside, erupting on live TV. Just, I, I don't even know what to say, like what went through your mind, but I, I know it went through your mind. It was just absolute energy, electricity. I have to show this man what I got inside, right? And that's really just what you did. Well, Josh, that moment that made you wish the NFL, the Giants, Help me get to and everyone else there that, you know, make wish grants my wish, which I thank them every day for that. Thank my donor family for doing their child's organ. So going up on stage, I knew the pick was Kayvon. So walking on the stage and knowing it was Kayvon, I was pumped just to be there, but I was extra pumped. It was Kayvon Thibodeau, baby. It was Kayvon freaking Thibodeau. So, I mean, that's just who I am. Right off the crowd and being excited. So, when Kayvon danced on stage, I'm like, I have to dance with him. I thought it was going to be a simple handshake. Oh, great meeting you. Welcome to New York. End of story. I thought that's what it was. I had no idea that was what's, what was going to turn out like. I mean, it was kind of the perfect pick because it was almost like your energy just kind of bounced off each other. It was so much fun. And I remember watching it on TV and I saw, you know, like how they take the picture, they hold up the jersey. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're not going to include Sam. Like after that special moment, they're not going to include him in. And then I saw, oh, thank God, they're putting you in. What was that yeah. moment like, uh, you know, oh, obviously oh, getting wait, the picture. you want me? I was like, wait, you want me? <laughs> I just saw, I, was, I, I didn't think I was going to be allowed to be in the photo. And Commissioner Goodell said Sam come in really quickly. That's that, awesome. That's great. <laughs> that's great. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Um, I, I want to know now, you know, as like, I don't know how many people have asked you this, but I'm sure it's a few as being a high schooler, just like you. Now I want to know you go back to school, like in the next few days after that is reaction like, oh my God, I saw you on TV on draft night. Like how does, how does that work? Everyone's coming up to you, like hyping you up. How does that work? It's crazy. Everyone's like, I saw you on TV. I saw you on TV. Great job. Great job. I saw you on TV. It's pretty awesome. Uh, I mean, so many people watch the draft, obviously. And, you know, we, we have fans of other teams in our school too, right? We have friends that are fans of other teams. And, you know, they, when we told them, oh, we're having you guys, where we're having you on, they're like, oh, oh my God, the kid who announced the Kayvon Thibodeau pick. Oh my God. So it's not like just Giants fans, you know. You're kind. Of, you, you're well known around everyone now after that draft experience. So it's it's really cool. Um, I can only imagine what the uh, responses you're getting at school from, uh, you know, from fellow students, teachers, etc. Mm. Must have been really cool. Um, I was gonna ask yeah. that. Did it like? Did a teacher specifically yeah. say, "Hey Sam, you were on TV on draft night"? 
every every single person in the school, from every student, from the superintendent came up to me. Oh, that's awesome. That's super cool. Man. <laughs> that's when I mean every student. I truly mean every single student said something to me. I mean, I, I would if I saw you there, I would be very excited <laughs> yeah, to see you of as course. well. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just such a cool experience. How was it meeting Joe Shane in the initial video they kind of posted on Twitter where you found out you Eli were be making the pick? Eli, Eli I mean, Manning was Eli there. Eli Manning was there. He, first of all, how, how was that mean, whole thing? First of all, just meeting Eli Manning was amazing. Looking up to that man my whole life, still look up to him. Like, let's be fair. He's Eli Manning. I mean, who doesn't love Eli? <laughs> I don't get why you wouldn't love Eli. That's a different story for another day. It was awesome in itself. And meeting... Uh, Joe and Deebs was really cool. I was so off guard, got off guard there. And people would always say, oh, like, what would you do if, you know, you met Joe Shane on the street? What would, what would you do? I told mm. I would tell what I think they should do. And I told them. <laughs> I mean, I, I would do the same thing. Raise a face. I told them. <laughs> and what, uh, I know we're jumping around here a little bit, but obviously with the minicam too, you were told you're going to break the huddle. How did that, like, what, were you, uh, I guess, notified I like, by one of the coaches or one of the like, staff? Yeah, Dave's like, come with me. You're going to break down the huddle. I'm like, all right. <laughs> when, when Dave's asked you, Jesus, what you doing? You know, when you <laughs> were there, the whole thing is just in shock. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I broke down the huddle. Like, when I was there, I was like, you know, I was, I was very nervous. I didn't want to mess up. I never broke it down the huddle before. And I do it for the first time for the New York Football Giants. So, Pretty Any awesome. reactions after the fact too? Like that was crazy. That was crazy. You were just like repeating it. It was so cool. People <laughs> on a loop. You know, it, people like, wait, you just did that and you didn't tell me you're going. I was like, yeah, I didn't really want to tell people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I told some people, but like, I didn't. I don't tell everyone that stuff until after it happens, sure. just to make sure it happens and stuff like that. Yeah. The players, did they say anything? Like when you were there around, did you talk to any of them? Yeah, all the players came out to me. Congratulations. It was awesome. Look, I got to say, like, all the players were awesome. Sterling was awesome. Saquon was awesome. Everyone was awesome. There's no person that, like, eh, no. They were all so cool. (laughs) One of the uh, practice squad players, Travis Toldrum, he reached out to me and said that your energy was so contagious, which I really appreciate it. I really like him a lot. He's a great guy. So nice. That's really and, you know, nice. these players, you know, we, we think on TV, they're just little players, but they're humans too. So I yeah. have conversations about so a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, that's always something you think of. Cause you're like, trade this guy or cut him. He made, you know, Darius Slayton, we've talked about it on this podcast. We know we had that drop wide open in the end zone and it's like, everyone's like, cut him, cut him. It's like, this guy's a human you're being. A- this guy's a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 My, my perspective on the trading and cutting has really changed after meeting all these guys. But, you know, I don't know. I don't, who knows if Darius Slade is going to be on the team. I have no idea. I mean, it's really tough, fun. right? It, it's tough because you are such a huge fan of the team, but then you're kind of making these personal connections with the players. And it's like, oh my God, they're so nice in person, but are they doing good enough on the field for this team to be successful <laughs> is, is is that a tough balance to strike yeah sometimes because you know you know i want to invest the team but there are also some players mm. that 
You never know. Yeah. And also now I feel like uh, Kayvon Thibodeau and you're kind of, you know, as Kayvon Thibodeau rises through the ranks, when he becomes an all pro, when he goes to the pro bowl, you know, everyone's going to think of you and him together on that draft night stage. And hopefully one day for the Giants sake, he makes it into the hall of fame. Uh, and, you know, hopefully you'll forever be engraved in that part of history, which is really, really cool. Um, I, I guess just I want to talk all the way. Yeah, just follow just him follow. all the way. When well, he, when we he... forgot one thing. We forgot one thing, Alex. Hopefully what did I forget? Well, yes, obviously get a Super Bowl ring. Well, yes, Hopefully they'll 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 uh, ship you out one too. Maybe maybe like a slightly smaller one or something that you can maybe, put like on. Maybe. Yeah, let's get the ring first, and then we'll talk about those logistics. Yeah, we'll talk about that after. <laughs> we gotta knock on wood for that. Yeah. <laughs> so you went on NFL Network, which is pretty yes, cool as well. Obviously, two times. You, two times. You, I, we know, have a dream of being a sports broadcaster in the future, and I think you're on a great track to do so. Obviously, with everything you've done in the past few months. How was that experience, like hosting the show, being around those guys? Because they're almost the same kind of stars as some of the players. You know, you got Peter Schrager, et cetera. It's crazy being around those guys, too. Yeah, being invited on draft coverage day three with Rich Eisen, Charles Davis, Peter Schrager, and Daniel Jeremiah was Mm -hmm. almost a dream into itself. And when Rich said that you want to become a sports broadcaster, I was like, yeah. I would like to anchor the, the rest of the segment. I was like, yeah, I doesn't <laughs> want to do that. I went down the line and asked my questions. Caught, I thought of them on the cusp. I was like, I was a, like, oh my God, I just did that moment. OMG, wow. And then Good Morning Football invites me on. And I'm like, after that, I'm like, oh my God, I just did that crazy and that's I, like in the <laughs> that's in the heart of new york city going up there getting to the studio and just being able to do that the cameras the lights does it ever i because like sure i i think going up and doing a class presentation with 30 kids in my class is a little bit scary with all those cameras and lights does it ever get to your head i mean especially on draft night or it, you, you just you tune it you, you tone it out go tune on out. draft stage i'm like Wait, this is actually here. There's a lot of people in the crowd. While I was typing, <laughs> I was like, no, I gotta do this. I gotta do this. I'm here. I can't back out now. <laughs> I mean, I I get nervous too. I mean, I get stage fright. I couldn't even imagine doing that. But then I guess also the adrenaline of the excitement. Oh, yeah. You knew Kayvon was the pick. It was like, okay, you know, who cares anymore? Let's just go out there and <laughs> yell the pick. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't quite sure whether I was gonna find it on stage or not because. That's just so cool in itself, announcing Kayvon Thibodeau or just announcing a pick. I mean, like, I got to practice his name with Commissioner Goodell. I've, <laughs> I practiced his name before everyone named who could have got drafted in the first round with a fifth overall pick with everyone just when I, after I found out to make sure I wasn't making any yeah. dumb mistakes on stage. Sure. And it turned out well. So, but I, I just, I would like to praise your, um, being able to, to handle it all, no matter what it was on, on draft night, on day three, good morning football, all the interviews you've done, we've watched it. We've, we've, you know, stay tuned and um, you, you've been great and being able to like keep yourself composed. Cause I just know it's like, it, it's, it's different when I'm seeing someone like Charles Davis, who I love, who's like a mentor, who's kind of like an idol, Ian Eagle, Mike Breen, all those guys. And then seeing someone who is my age, a fellow high schooler, 
getting on those big stages on those big networks. <laughs> I applaud you, man. You did, you've thank been you, doing thank great. You. Yeah, Ian's also someone I look up to too. I really like him. Yeah. Uh, so like when I when I go up there, people say to me, while well, teachers were saying to me, the next day they taught their classes. Whenever you have a big moment, act like Sam Prince. He rose to the moment. <laughs> That's so cool. I, like, oh, I mean that that's so cool right like at our you know we have like certain people uh you know David Tyree or uh, who are like Buzz Aldrin right so it's like a whole big thing but in your case it's like Sam Prince like that that's so cool uh and, <laughs> you know it's it's crazy man I, I'm I'm like having goosebumps for you if that makes any sense <laughs> I want to talk about your podcast, actually, even though you're on our podcast right now. We're going to talk about your podcast. So how we did appreciate you... appreciate you taking the time to do so, obviously. Yes, we do appreciate sure. it. Sorry for the delay when, like, when we're li- before I... Uh, I had I, Something came up, but I, I didn't realize how long oh, it was good. Take, so That's my fault. N- no problem. Nah, a bit busy, busy man over here. Hey, we, we understand. <laughs> I committed to something, understand. I'm going to do it. <laughs> so how did you start the Prince on, uh, Prince on the Pod? How'd you come up with the name, first of all? All right, so I always knew I wanted to do something in sports and all that stuff. But I, I went to play-by-play camps. It's a sports broadcasting camp all around the country. If you guys don't already know about it, there's a camp in Montclair this <laughs> July. You, you signed up, or you're not on your heads. I was like, you got to sign up. You don't sign up already. <laughs> yeah. We did we, that. We, we we did that. Uh, when it was virtual. When it was oh, virtual, actually. Yeah. I was at virtual camp too. Yeah. Oh, you were. Th- Why do I feel <laughs> like I remember you or something from there? But I don't know. Well, yeah, I sense. was there six all six weeks. All six <laughs> weeks. All right. All six weeks. So, uh, yeah, all six weeks I was there. That's how they really inspired me to do it. <laughs> week two, week three, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna create a podcast. And I was juggling some names around. I was like, I like that name, Prince of the Pod. Why not? I'll give it a shot. And it's been going strong for two years. We got over 300 listeners consistently per episode, which is crazy to think about. 300 people <laughs> listen to me weekly. That is crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> and some of the guests we've had on is Colleen Wolf, NFL on air. We've had Andrew Thomas, left tackle of the New York Giants, Jordan Ronan, Noah Eagle, Zach Klein. He's a local sportscaster from... Atlanta. We've also had on 